amen, amen. Go ahead and take a seat. We're actually going to be reading that very passage of Scripture today. Today is um, a healing service. We're having a healing service, but we're not just talking about physical healing. I want to talk about healing in every area of your life, and I want to talk about healing in areas of your life that you might um, have kind of like put on the shelf or, or no longer think about. And, um, and so we want to, I want to talk about how God is a God who doesn't just uh, write you a prescription and say, you'll be all right, you know, just, but God is a God who doesn't just want to remove the issues, the problems, the hurts that we experience in life He's a God that wants to reach down into, we've just sang it, our innermost being and heal every part of us. And so I've called this message today, Waves of Healing, something else and something else. You need to put it up on the screen. I don't know what it is. There it is. Waves of Healing, Mercy, and Grace. Let's say that together. Waves of Healing, Mercy, and Grace. You know, <clears throat> sometimes we want uh, to be clean. Like, okay, so maybe you've got pets, or maybe you've got young children, and you know that it's important, in order to get them clean, it's important first to get them wet. <laughs> and for some reason, animals and young children do not want to get wet. That is in clean water. <laughs> They'll get wet in every dirty pool they find, but in clean water. Um, so like our little puppy, the, he absolutely hates getting washed. But if I take him a walk along the trails, he will run and jump in the muddy river. I mean, he'll jump right in it. It's, it's, not, it's the getting clean that's the, that's the problem. And... Um, Sometimes we want to, I don't know, but if you, did your mother ever, I know it's gross, but when I was a kid, if we were walking up the road and I had dirty marks on my face, my mother would get <laughs> and wipe my face with her saliva, like a mother cat licking its kittens, you know, and I used to make that horrible little face, you know, and um, because, we, and it's not a proper cleaning job. Sometimes we have a problem and we're not really wanting to face it or deal with it. Some area of our life that we need healed and we want to kind of like, we want prayer. We want God to quickly put a band-aid on it and we want to kind of forget about it. But sometimes wounds are deeper than just surface wounds. Sometimes wounds look like surface wounds but they're actually much deeper. Um, I've got some surface wounds this morning. I don't know if you people can see them there. I made the mistake this morning of trying to break up a cat fight in the bathroom <laughs> right before I came here. It did not go well at all. And uh, I ended up having to clean my... I was just out the shower. But then I had to clean blood up after that. I'm hoping one of them looks more than surface the guy, he's getting it when I go home. But the, <laughs> sometimes we just get a little scratch in life. Sometimes, you know, especially if you're a lady, you might get into a cat fight with somebody and she gets her claws out and uh, 
you know, words are said and you're hurt, but it's just a little bit of healing. You just need a little bit of spiritual polysporin and you'll be okay. But sometimes the wounds go deeper. Sometimes they go much deeper. Sometimes we've got hurts and we come for prayer and we ask someone to pray for us and they take their hands and they lay their hands on us and they pray for us and look, we begin to get benefits. We begin to feel better. The hurts are beginning to go away. But sometimes, even after a good old laying on of hands and prayer session, you can see that even though on the surface, that board could now be used again. I mean, it's possible for me to write on it and for you to see what it is. But it doesn't matter. The, the ink was there so long that it is actually dried in and it's harder to get off than normal. Sometimes we can receive prayer for healing and things can improve in our life to a significant enough degree that we feel, okay, I can go on with things now. But actually, we still carry the brand. We still carry the mark. Our hearts and lives are still tainted by the thing that happened. Let me give you some examples of that. It's possible that you were in an accident and you got hurt. And maybe you recovered from that. Maybe you recovered medically. Maybe you received prayer and you were healed. But whatever way, your body repaired itself or was restored and got back to normal. Maybe it was a car accident you were in. And although it looks like you're healed now, you have been left with a deep trauma, a fear of further accidents. Um, maybe, you, maybe you were walking down the road one day and somebody mugged you, hit you over the head with something, cut your eye. You got healed, you recovered from it, but at a deeper level, you still have not recovered from it. It can be the same with hurts and wounds. It can even be about things that we've done wrong, that we have repented of it. We've apologized to the people. They've forgiven us. We've asked God to forgive us. He's forgiven us. But for some reason, there is still a remnant of guilt and shame that we carry around with us. Sometimes we can get healing prayer for our hearts. And, and we can, it, they can get wiped over. And we can feel a significant improvement. But deep, deep down at a deeper level, we are still being affected by it. And sometimes we're being affected by it at a subconscious level. Have you ever said to yourself, why do I always do A, B, and C? How come whenever I'm in that situation, I get myself in an emotional state and I blow it? Why do I always blow relationships or friendships or opportunities? Why is it? Very often we do things in our lives that we are unconscious of the reason why we do it. The Bible even talks about that. Remember when Jesus was on the cross, he prayed about the people who were crucifying him? Do you remember what he said? Father, forgive them. What's the next bit? They know not what they do. They don't even know why they're doing this. They're being driven by some subconscious force, fear, anger, whatever it may be, mob mentality. They are 
unaware, they are unconscious, they are operating from an unconscious bias, okay? And very often we do that. We can then blow opportunities, ruin friendships, and so on, and we don't know why we do it, and it's because deep, deep down inside, even though we had a band-aid put over our hurts and wounds and fears, underneath, the wound had not been cleansed properly. The wound had not been stitched properly. There's something deeper at a deeper level. It's kind of like you buy an apple, it looks nice on the outside, you cut it open, and on the inside there's something rotten deep down inside. Something burrowed its way into that apple and was allowed to remain there for long enough that the core of the apple, the heart of the apple, ends up being damaged by it. Very often we're like that. We're left with these remnants. But that last song we sang comes from the book of Psalms. It comes from Psalm 103, and it says this, Praise the Lord, O my soul, and all my inmost being. Praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Do you know there's benefits to knowing God? Do you know that saying, and usually it's said by grumpy people because they didn't get the promotion and somebody else did, and they'll say, it's not what you know, it's who you know. It's absolutely true. Why fight the way things are? Why not get to know the person who can get you ahead in every area of life, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? When you're in with the King, things are going to go better. There are benefits to being friends with God, okay? And it says here, forget not all his benefits. Well, what are some of them? He forgives all your sins except that one. He's not going to forgive that one because you are a bad... No, it doesn't say that. He forgives how many sins? And he heals how many diseases? And he redeems your life from the pit. And he crowns you with love and compassion. And he satisfies your desires with good things. Folks, if this was the only passage in the Bible you ever heard, you would want to run down the front and jump into the baptism tank and become a Christian as quick as you possibly could. I mean, there's nothing better than this. He satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle's. I've memorized this passage of Scripture. I don't know about you, but some mornings I wake up and I look in the mirror and I pray, oh Lord, <laughs> renew my youth like the eagles, I pray. <laughs> and prayer is probably cheaper than a plastic surgery. So, <laughs> And you know how the eagle renews his youth? When the eagle, the eagle, these eagles in the Middle East, when they get old and their beaks grow too much, the top beak grows too far and they can't eat anymore and their feathers grow all thick and are full of dust and mites, they go away up the mountaintop and they perch away, way up in private in the mountaintop, pluck all of their feathers out and break their beak off. And then they grow a new beak and they grow a new feathers. It's like they're resurrected. And when they come back down the mountain, all the other eagles say, Woo, what's happened to you? You look 10 years younger. <laughs> they renew themselves. 
And God wants our lives to be renewed. But very often we're carrying the old dust from the past, feathers that no longer work. Our beak has grown too big because we've been talking negative talk all the time. We're carrying mites about that are irritating us all the time. And sometimes we need to get up the mountaintop. We need to get alone with God. We need to be cleansed. We need to be healed. We need to be renewed. And we come back out as a different person once again. We're no longer with the remnants of our past hurts. Do you see that it doesn't just say forgive sins and heal diseases and so on? But it talks about these things not only at an outer level, but at an inner level. It starts off, praise the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, every part of my innermost being. We want God to reach into our innermost being. What happens when we have had a little bit of a, a, little bit of a cleanup from our hearts, and then we, we decide to just write that we're healed on top of it, but we're not really healed. We're not fully over it. <clears throat> we're, still, we're still carrying our war wounds around with us. Even then, deep, deep down in our hearts, in our subconscious, in our spirit, we know there is, an, sometimes there's just this intuitive knowing, I, I've still got unresolved issues in my life. I've got things that I need to bring before God in prayer. It's the depths, the depths of your spirit and heart cry out, even when your mind tries to block things out, go on with your life, we're too busy to do this. Like me this morning, I'm bleeding, I'm dripping blood, but I've got a healing service to go to. I'm too busy to deal with this now. Uh, and, and so we, we go on with things and we leave our wounds till later but deep inside of us, our hearts still are still crying out for God to come and move. Here's what it says in another psalm in the book of Psalms. It says, the depths within me call out to your deep love. In the old King James, it says, deep calls unto deep. And people say, well, what, what does that even mean? This explains it more fully. The depths within me call out to your deep love as your waves and surging tides sweep over me. That's why I'm calling this waves of healing and mercy and love. Sometimes we don't just need a dip in the swimming pool. We need God's waves to crash over us. We need more and more of his healing, his mercy, and his love. But each day the Lord pours his unfailing love upon me. And through each night I sing his songs, praying to God who gives me life. I don't know if you ever find that thing at night time, you know, you're going to bed, or maybe you wake up in the middle of the night or something like that. This happens to me. Some worship song that we've been singing a lot at church recently is just stuck on repeat in my head. Praise the Lord. And it's going on and on and on. Isn't that a much better thing to wake up to than to wake up to, well, why did she look at me like that yesterday? I just want to know. You know, to be filled in every part of your innermost being, your thoughts, your emotions, your memories with the blessings of God. The depths within us, even when we are, you know, like just sucking it up and pulling up our bootstraps and getting on with life and ignoring the problems that we should be dealing with, the depths within us 
all of our innermost being is still crying out to God saying, I need more of your power, more of your love, more of your healing, more of your grace to be at work in my life. I need to open the floodgates and let these waves come pouring in. These waves of God's healing and mercy and grace, they're also spoken about in the book of Isaiah, the prophet Isaiah. And it says this, in the West, people will respect the name of the Lord. To the East, they will glorify him, for he will come like a raging flood tide driven by the breath of the Lord. How will the Lord come? Like a little drizzle of early morning dew? No. He will come like a raging tide driven by the Spirit, by the breath of the Lord. The Spirit of God comes to us like a wave. The Redeemer will come to Jerusalem and buy back those in Israel who have turned from their sins. And this is my covenant with them, says the Lord. My Spirit will not leave them and neither will these words that I have given you. They will be on your lips and on the lips of your children and your children's children forever. God is saying, I'm not just going to bring a little bit of the living waters of my spirit, and that's it. But like a raging tide, I'm going to pour them out. And like the tide keeps coming and keeps coming. I'm going to keep coming with more of my power, more of my love, more of my healing, more of my mercy, more of my grace. Even when you die, it's going to come upon your children. And when they're gone, their children are going to get it. I'm a God who makes a covenant, who makes a promise. And I say that I will be there for you. When you call upon me, I will answer you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Just open up the floodgates and let my spirit come pouring in. You know, the reason, the reason I'm talking about this today and looking at these passages about God's waves of healing and love is because earlier this week, uh, the staff were having a prayer meeting together. During that prayer meeting, I had a, a vision. And um, normally, I know weeks and sometimes even months in advance of what I'm going to be speaking about. But I always keep the door open for God to maybe lead in some other way. And so as we were praying, I had this vision and I saw two different waves come in. The first wave I saw was what we would refer to as a tidal wave. You know, a really high wave that came at a very high speed and came crashing in. And then the second one I saw was a tsunami that just kept coming and coming and coming and coming and coming. And I felt that God spoke to me and said, you know, very often my people get excited when my power comes in like a tidal wave. You know when there's a sudden big splash of blessings? Maybe it's a, it's a church service where the gospel's preached and a whole bunch of people come down the front and give their life to Christ and you feel like revival's broken out. Or maybe it's a, a service like this, like a healing service, and a whole bunch of healings take place, and you think things are exciting. Or, you know, like, we, we want, you know, maybe God's power comes in, and the whole front row gets knocked off their chairs and lie on the ground for an hour, and wake up, and everybody else is gone. You know, and you think, wow, it came like a tidal wave. But a tidal wave comes and splashes and causes a lot of froth and a lot of foam and a lot of fuss, and then it's gone. And I felt like God said, 
I'm more like a tsunami. Let me show you a couple of images. Maybe if you've been to Vancouver Island or Vancouver area, you've seen these signs about tsunami evacuation route. <laughs> In other words, it's just drive up the mountain road and get as high as you possibly can. And so, because they have to be prepared for a tsunami coming in. Now, here's the difference between a tsunami and a tidal wave. Put the next image up, please. The top one's a tidal wave. You know, they come crashing. They come crashing and they pull out again, and then they come crashing and they pull out again and so on. But this one in the bottom is what a tsunami's like. A tsunami just keeps coming and coming and coming and coming. The one in the top would be splashing those buildings, and yes, covering them in water, and then pulling back again, and then splashing again, but the tsunami is, it, it's more like, it's relentless. It just keeps coming and coming and coming and coming and coming until all of the topography in that area, think of all the topography of a land. There's hills, and there's valleys, and there's roads, and bits with houses on it, and beaches, and the tidal wave will splash areas of it, but the tsunami will keep coming until every part of the topography is completely saturated. Imagine that piece of ground actually was in a, a dry and arid area and had no water on it for a long time. You know, a tidal wave coming would splash over it, would wet all the land, and then would withdraw in the topography of the land, deep areas would be filled up with water, but higher up areas would be dry. You know, they would get wet on the surface, and then the water would run away, and they're still dry. You would still try to dig underneath, you would find all this dry soil. But with a tsunami, it would keep coming. It would fill up all the pools, and once they're filled up, it would keep filling and keep filling and keep filling, and the ground would be completely and totally saturated. Now, there's a really interesting verse in the Bible. I want you to picture your life to be like a dry and arid ground. And you are needing some healing in your life, not just on the surface, but deep, deep down in the depths of the ground. You don't just want somebody to come and pray for you and say, shazam, and boom, I get hit by the power of God, and then it all went away again, and... You want to sit and soak in the presence of God's love and healing and forgiveness. You're wanting a tsunami. You're wanting his power to keep coming and keep coming and keep coming until every part of your internal topography is totally filled and flooded and saturated. Now, here's the interesting verse. It's from the book of Ephesians. And it says, let us all speak the truth, for we are members of one body. So don't let anger control you. So he's talking about negative things that have gone into your life. Or go to sleep while you're still angry. Because if you do, you won't wake up in the morning with a worship song in your head. You'll wake up in the morning ready for a fight. Okay. So don't go to sleep while you're still angry. And then he says, don't give any place to the devil. The Greek word for place is the word topos, from which we get our English word topography. And this verse is saying 
Think of your life like a country, like a piece of land. There are hills and there are valleys and there are dry patches and there are fruitful patches, all kinds of different areas of your life. Don't give the devil any of the topography of your internal landscape. Don't allow any part of your internal world to be inhabited by something negative, destructive, hurtful, or harmful. But open up the floodgates and let a tsunami of God's healing, God's mercy, God's grace, His peace, His forgiveness, let it come in and let it keep coming and keep coming until every place, every part of the topography of your life is, you see, if you've got hurts and they go down deep, a little wipe isn't going to do it. You need a flood. You need some waves. You need some waves of God's mercy. And you need every part to be sat, not just a little spray, but you need to be totally, remember there used to be something Crisco, a little dab will do you. A little dab won't do you. You need to be completely saturated. And when you're saturated, the cleansing comes, the healing comes, all the needs are met because the waves, the flood, the living waters of God's Spirit. Wouldn't you rather look like that on the inside than be branded? Today we're gonna pray for God to heal, heal our bodies, heal our memories, heal our emotions. And we're praying that God will give us a complete clean slate. We don't want to be half healed and walking away. We don't want to be the walking wounded, you know. Well, I got rescued from the battlefield, but I don't think I'll ever recover. No, we want God to heal. We want more. His power is coming like a relentless tsunami until every part of your being is flooded and saturated and you're totally intoxicated with the love and cleansing and healing of God. Wouldn't that be good today? Let's have the band back up and the worship team to come forward, the prayer team to come forward now, please. And let's all stand together. Because we want to, we want to open the floodgates in this place. But we only open the floodgates in this place if we, each of us as individuals open the floodgates in our hearts and lives. So maybe you need prayer today for healing for spirit, mind, or body. Something that is currently affecting you. Or maybe like this illustration, you know, this board was the exactly the same illustration that Drake gave in the video of the pot, the, the coffee pot, and how the white coffee pot that through use becomes stained, and even when you wash it, it the stain remains unless it is thoroughly and completely bleached. You know, wouldn't it be good if somebody examined your life for all of your flaws and they couldn't find anything because it had been bleached out? You used Hillary Clinton's bleach bit on your internal hard drive because <laughs> you didn't want anyone to find it. Do you know the blood of Jesus Christ washes white as snow? 
come on let's just close our eyes and open our hands up to God and let's say together Father God I open the floodgates in my heart and life and I ask you send waves of healing mercy and grace love and peace forgiveness and joy let your spirit come into my life more and more continuously relentlessly until every part of me is cleansed healed and restored in Jesus name Amen. While we sing this worship song, if you want prayer and the laying on of hands, just make your way down the front now. Just start to come down the front now. The rest of us will sing.